QAnon, what is it? In short, absolutely batshit. A conspiracy of the far-right conservatives that basically says Trump is this great superhero that's here to save us all from a cult of cannibalistic, pedophile, child sex trafficking... How do you want to phrase it? Just people that exist in a cabal that's rooted deep into our U.S. society, media, and government. And anybody that has any kind of basic middle school knowledge and critical thinking would be able to tell that that's absolutely fucking crazy. Uh, so who believes QAnon? Well, apparently, actually, a disturbing number of Americans that uh, are out there voting and making critical decisions. Today we look at a bigger description of QAnon, when it started, and how quickly and publicly it has grown. Buckle up, because today we're going to have to go against critical thinking, any all common knowledge, and sense. Sorry for the mushmouth, by the way. <clears throat> so today we're going to be looking at this bizarre conspiracy theory that exists in our strange world. So what is QAnon? Well, in a more focused description, it's a conspiracy that states former President Donald Trump was and is waging a secret war against a cabal of elitists embedded in U.S. business, media, and government. And like any conspiracy theory, it requires an abandonment of all common knowledge and sense and really any critical thinking. They believe the cabal are, as previously said, Satan-worshipping, child-trafficking, and eating, as in eating the children, sorry, I phrased that kind of strangely, uh, that has at all turns attempted to thwart Trump and his endeavors. They believe that Trump's plans will eventually result in a big, massive uh, day of reckoning where all major figureheads of this cabal will be rounded up, arrested, and then executed. Sorry, I had to get a drink. So when did it start? In 2017, an anonymous user put a couple of posts that they claimed were based on quote-unquote knowledge, probably some fucking junkie in his basement typing random shit on the internet or someone looking to mess with some people because critical thinking tells us that all of this is absolute horseshit. Anyways, so he made a bunch of posts that claimed he had secret knowledge that came with a supposed Q level of clearance in the government. Uh, as far as I found... There is no such thing as a Q-level in government uh, clearance. So we can tell there that uh, any kind of just basic Google search and, you know, any type of critical thinking and research immediately already has disproven this bullshit. It's absolutely fucking bonkers. <laughs> the user also took... Sorry. <clears throat> the user also took on the nickname of Q on these posts. These posts eventually became known as Q-drops. They're random and often very cryptic, but full of pro-Trump ideas and themes. And unfortunately for those of us with even half a brain cell, it seems hundreds of thousands have bought into these ideas and theories. This has caused certain media platforms like Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, uh, stuff like that, to crack down on any and all major QAnon-related posts and content. Uh, I don't know if you've ever met any of the people or interacted in any way with any of the people that believe these uh, absolute batshit tinfoil ideas, but uh, that type of action doesn't actually stop them. It just encourages them thinking that somebody is working against them in a system, and uh, you can conduce that or deduce, sorry, <clears throat> that uh, that would be their mindset and actions in response just based on their absolutely paranoid, no trust of anybody mindset, uh, would tell you that banning their stuff isn't going to work. It's just going to push them farther. 
So we know that the theory started in 2017, but it's grown so much beyond that to the point of diehard believers being involved on the attack on the Capitol and Capitol Hill. Uh, there was a lot of people there that were all QAnon related. You know, there was domestic terrorists. Despite continuous beliefs and aspects being disproven over and over again, this theory just will not die or go away. It kind of reminds me of a bad case of herpes in that way, in the sense that it seems that there's uh, no way to really get rid of it. A belief that an investigation started in 2016 by a special prosecutor named Robert Mueller, and everybody should be familiar with that name if you existed in any type of political or social sphere around 2016, guy that ran the Mueller report. His investigation and ensuing report was a big discussion point in politics, like I said, and uh, because uh, the reason it was so huge was it was meant to look into a possible, I guess, aspect that there may have been Russian collusion and uh, tampering with our <clears throat> sorry election at the time. I'm uh, I keep coffin because uh got a bit of a sore throat so it's kind of hurting to record but it was meant to look into russian interference in the previous election uh QAnon supporters however began to believe that there was more going on behind the scenes because of course you do why wouldn't you if you're already at that point of knowledge and uh, well not i guess not knowledge but uh of a mindset where you know anything is gonna work for you they believe that beyond the Mueller report, uh, like front-facing ideas that it was looking into Russian collusion, that it was actually a joint investigation with Mueller and Trump into uh, pedophiles and pedophilia it, tied to major figures like uh, Hillary Clinton. It would reveal all this evidence that uh, they'd been committing all these treasonous and criminal acts, and it would expose all that. However, when the report came out, there was absolutely no mention of cannibalistic pedophiles. I, I laugh because it makes it makes absolutely no fucking sense to believe any of this because we as human beings are so fucking terrible at keeping secrets that if we had major people in our government doing shit like this, it would have been found out by now. Uh, I think uh, if there were records of that, like we're going to apparently find in the government now... Um, that would have came out a long time ago. You can't keep... Sorry, I just bumped my mic. Uh, you can't keep so many people telling the same secret over and over and over again without somebody slipping up. And there's so many people that QAnon wants to believe are hired or paid off or part of this cabal that <laughs> it would have slipped through somewhere. Uh, but you don't have to believe in logic if you just believe in shit like this. Why would you believe in logic? Because... If you do, none of this fucking works if you believe in logic. I don't get it, but it is what it is, I suppose. Anyways, after this report came out, a former White House advisor named Sebastian Gorda, and I feel like I remember hearing that name uh, a couple times, uh, he was known to push beliefs and theories that QAnon uh, believed in as well. They supported, so he had some, some good QAnon backing. Eve, uh, even he, after this report came out, uh, tried to say that uh, Q and QAnon had died because uh, their major belief that uh, you know this Mueller report was going to be their big you know flashlight in the dark about uh, this pedophilia and stuff like that going on in our government you know cannibalism pedophilia child trafficking it was going to reveal all of that 
Uh, nothing fucking came of it. There was no indication of any type of pedophilia in the report uh, in terms of being tied to any major head figures in our government, nothing in media, business, nothing like that. So what do you do after that? Uh, you act like a little case of herpes and you find something else to believe in. So clearly it didn't die. Uh, it's still very prevalent today. Some of the biggest talked about things at the Capitol riot in terms of pictures taken and people there uh, were QAnon believers. So that's not great. It's kind of scary, actually, that it's gotten to the point where people are willing to act out in violence uh, because of this belief. Stuff like this, uh, in terms of the Mueller report not having anything, led the theorists to where we are now in terms of disbelief of any major source of media. And uh, I'll explain that a little bit more of how they kind of reached that uh, disbelief in media, any source of authority or government that wasn't uh, blatantly aligned with what they believe in, because uh, this kind of thinking and thought process can only exist in an echo chamber. And echo chambers, uh, I, you know, I understand all about that, you know, existing in an area like an echo chamber. An echo chamber, for anybody that doesn't know, in terms of what it means, is you surround yourself with people who only believe what you believe and only say what you say, so you're never exposed to any new ideas, people, beliefs, anything like that. Uh, it's, a, it's an extremely closed-minded way to, sorry, <clears throat> it's an extremely closed-minded way to live, simply because if you're not exposing yourself to new ideas, people, and thoughts, you can never grow as a person. I strongly believe that. Uh, it happened to me my senior year of high school. So it led them to where we are now in terms of disbelief in any major source of media or authority. This makes sense as they now think anybody but Fox News apparently is spewing lies and pushing this agenda of some, you know, secret cabal running the government, making our decisions for us and committing treason and felonies. You know, they're out to get us at all times because uh, that's the mindset you have to have, really, if you're going to, you know, believe in any of these theories. They believe, you know, any source but Fox News is apparently against them in any and all aspects. And I say Fox News because when you look at any far-right leaner, you know, they're very uh, distrusting of any source, but the second Fox News runs some story, they'll, you know, run with it till they're out of breath and blue in the face, which is very, you know, it's... Anybody that's ever had an argument or went through basic middle school and high school English classes know that uh, it's not a great idea to go off just one source for information. So, so they were able to jump through enough mental hoops along with uh, major Republican figures kind of guiding them through the path they needed uh, to turn the investigation of Trump and his campaign possibly working with Russia into a belief that the FBI, Clintons, and media all worked together to attack and discredit Trump because it's not like Trump did enough to discredit uh, Trump himself. And this idea that uh, media and the Clintons and Obamas and whoever now, uh, whoever goes against their ideas or doesn't perfectly line up with their ideas, whoever does that now is now just being spewed as trying to undermine and weaken the American country, government, and people, and that Trump is the only one that can save us, which is 
quite the Jesus complex being pushed on him. Not that I'm sure he minds. He probably loves it. So part of the problem uh, with these Q drops that were mentioned earlier, you know, these little bits of knowledge that some anonymous user was posting to a website called 4chan back in 2017. 4chan could get its own episode, by the way. That place is just bizarre. But so part of the problem with those Q drops is that they're so vague that you can kind of interpret and twist them into whatever you want them to be so that they become a self-fulfilling prophecy or, you know, any way for you to justify if you as in somebody who's in this, you know, mindset to justify these couple words to mean anything you want them to. And when you give somebody a tool like that, that they can continuously repurpose in their brain, I think that's very dangerous because then you give them something to hold on to that you can never disprove because they can just immediately retwist it to something else, which makes it nearly impossible to convince them of anything other than what they're willing to believe. So that's... It makes it very hard to beat a conspiracy theory like QAnon with any kind of logic or fact-based thinking. Another issue is uh, that the another sorry another issue with the theory is that because of how vague and unbased in reality all the beliefs are, they can rebuild and kind of retool, reshape the beliefs and conspiracies, like I was saying, uh, into however they want them to fit a narrative of what they're trying to push or somebody that they, you know, rally behind like Trump and whatever is trying to push. And that's, it's absolutely batshit to me to do something like that because I don't know, I guess I don't like uh, the non thought base just in order to get this deep into a conspiracy theory, you have to just turn your fucking brain off and stop listening to anybody. And it just turns you into such a fucking prick, too. It's, oh, it's insane. Oh, it's it's such a weird thing to go down where you can look at uh, all that's going on around you and you can go, no, no, I'm going to go into my corner and I'm going to believe this. That's absolute fucking horseshit to do. It removes you from the world. It removes you from being any type of you know, useful, productive person that's actually out there doing something that contributes to pushing our country or people or even yourself in any kind of personal growth area forward. I mean, it's just such, it's almost lazy because it just means you don't have to do anything with your brain and that's just fucking stupid. But this type of mindset allows them to adapt and survive with this conspiracy theory like fucking roaches and... You can't kill it. It's they just adapt and overcome and change, and uh, that's fucking. Ugh. Sorry, I just this irritates me so much. I just I hate the mindset that uh, you'd have to get to in order for this to make any fucking sense to anybody. Alrighty, and we're back. And uh, if you notice that like the audio is like really pausing really hard all of a sudden and then starting again, uh, that's because I'm pausing to take drinks, so I'm not coughing and my mouth isn't getting dry and I'm not mispronouncing words. So, back to the topic. Most recently, they believed that uh, on Inauguration Day, Trump would somehow arrest Biden and his whole campaign and hundreds of thousands of others who were there uh, for some kind of treason against the U.S. Uh, obviously, for anybody that watched the inauguration or exists in the real world, 
and not in some dentist hallucinogen, you know, gas fueled conspiracy theory. This didn't happen. And even they know that. And this was a really big blow to QAnon believers, actually. I say it's almost impossible to kill him because it is, because they just keep readapting. But this was one of those times where something happened and it was impossible for them to retool what was going on, or near impossible, a couple of them would, retool what was going on into changing their beliefs so that they could keep existing in this head-in-the-dirt-I-want-to-believe-what-I-want-to-believe mindset. So a little before we had the Capitol riots, this, you know, all happened. And uh, pictured, or, sorry, this didn't all happen. The inauguration happened before the Capitol riots, I don't believe. I might have gotten my timeline mixed up there. Uh, Pictured and interviewed at the Riot Slash Domestic Terrorist Act were QAnon supporters, a lot of them. People wearing shirts, people carrying Q signs, people protesting, saying they believed in this you know, QAnon crazy bullshit. Um, and one of the most infamous, or sorry, infamous there, uh, being pictured, interviewed, and arrested was Q Shaman. This guy, uh, when I when I when I first saw that the Capitol had been stormed, I couldn't fucking believe it. I I thought it was a joke, and then I started seeing more and more and more happening, and wow, that was fucking insane that we had an act of domestic terrorism carried out by these people claiming to care so much about our country. Anyways, Q Shaman. This guy is the number one, at least that I've seen pictured and talked about, guy that was at the Capitol attack. Uh, He had uh, half his face covered in blue paint, half his face covered in red paint, uh, no shirt, uh, and a strange, like, horned buffalo headdress skin thing. Uh, He also had tattoos... Uh, all over his body about, um, like, they were Norse tattoos for Norse runes and stuff like that. And uh, looking at the thra- the pushback off him, there were so many huge people, because Norse paganism still carries uh, beliefs to this day. We might That might be another thing I look at, is how a religion like that made it through monotheism and Christianity's overall just attack and uproot of any other type of belief system. Uh, Might have to look at how that survived and continues to survive to this day. I think that would be really interesting to look at. But he had these tattoos all over him. And another thing worth noting uh, that happened recently, there was that big conservative lobbyist uh, convention thing that happened recently. And uh, the shape of their stage was a Nordic Norse pagan rune that uh, was repurposed and retooled by the Nazis uh, for the SS. And it's not something that you really could happen on accident. It's such a unique shape and design that anybody designing that stage had to have done that shit. Uh, Definitely done that shit intentionally. kind of feels like they're trying to see just how much they can get away with. But that's not the topic we're talking about right now. So uh, I'll I'll try and get back on on point here because nobody wants to listen to my uh, absolute fucking random ramblings. So, when Q Shaman was interviewed, he spouted strange and crazy tangents one after the other about QAnon, and all of what he was saying was just the most far reaches of QAnon branches in terms of beliefs. It seemed like he believed in everything, despite the fact that so much of QAnon's uh, beliefs 
and you know various other splinter sources from QAnon. And I'm not going to cover those here. This is just going to be a very broad look at QAnon, its timeline, what it is, you know, all that. Uh, but it seemed like he was, you know, believing in the core beliefs of QAnon and then all these splinter cells of QAnon, which is such a strange thing to believe as a person because they all contradict each other really, really hard. And uh, all this spouting and beliefs and all this other shit he was saying made him look uh, even more, or, sorry, <laughs> made him sound even more batshit crazy than he looked. Uh, also, another thing that hasn't helped this conspiracy theory, um, we all know that Trump didn't denounce white supremacy, when in fact asked point blank what he thought about white supremacists and if he condoned it. He just kind of sat there and, like, bounced the ball between his hands, you know, kind of going, you know, uh, they're, you know, I think they're good Americans, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he essentially just didn't want to say he denounced white supremacy because he knows so much of his supporter base are white supremacist racist fucks. And that's an issue in and of itself that we have a president that's so willing to embrace a group like that that exists in our country that is supposed to be founded on principles of, you know, equality and diversity, and it's a place anybody can come and be successful, and yet he's going to accept the support and downright almost embrace these white supremacists that go against that idea in so many different aspects is absolutely fucking asinine to me. So... That makes no sense. But when it comes to QAnon, he basically did the exact same thing. When asked what he thought of all the QAnon conspiracies about him being this superhero that was fighting against the, you know, this cabal of satanic pedophile child sex trafficking and child eating, you know, crazy bullshit that I'm sure some meth head was snorting, you know, whatever he was doing at the time in an alley and had his crack pipe in his hand at the time was just spouting some random shit on a high and some Republican idiot walked by and went, you know? And I'm not, by the way, I say Republican idiot. I'm really sorry about that. Um, not all Republicans are idiots. I know a lot of them, that they're gen they have genuine concerns about just their rights and their beliefs. And I'm not saying you can't be a Republican and not be a good critical thinker in person. I've met, I've met people that are and they have great argumentative standings and tactics, they're, you know, I think trying to demonize one side, like saying Republican idiots, like I just did, that's completely my fault, uh, but trying to demonize them and draw that divide is entirely counterproductive to what we're doing there. We need to open, you know, dialogue and discussion, and really, I don't think you can form an opinion on something or a law or something like that, or a belief without looking at both sides to properly gather information. I think that's just lazy and it conduces and, you know, creates that echo, sorry about that guys, uh, echo chamber that we talked about earlier. So after inauguration day, many QAnon believers did experience a loss of faith and seemingly identity. Then uh, that's because uh, reality always wins, dipshits. But anyways, I mean, of course, you know, some people had these fucking issues, you know, these people that have been dedicating the last 
four years of their life from 2016 to 2020 to believing that, you know, this president that has been putting on this false bravado of giving a shit about them is going to come and save them in the end, you know, it's, of course, reality is going to come fucking smack you in the face. You've been lying to yourself for the last four years. And I want to say the same people that believe in QAnon, the ones that I've seen that tend to be like the diehard supporters, are the same ones that are out in the, you know, to buy you putting their hands down, uh, catfish and strokes, talk about their cousin's cooter. So, you know, it's, I'm not trying to say that there's, you know, millionaires out there that, you know, have worked hard their whole lives or hardworking, you know, there are hardworking people out there that believe this too. But most of them, you look at them and you go, yeah, you're absolutely crazy. You could pick out the fact that they're not to be trusted or fucking paranoid out of any middle school yearbook picture of them as a child you know they didn't make any fucking sense and i'm sure their parents didn't help with that so you know great parenting skills i'm sure in their childhood were extremely present um back to the topic one woman even shared how her husband's undying belief led to marriage issues and how she hoped inauguration would help and however like roaches strong believers adapted and the date changed from the inauguration being the day that trump would come back and save them to March 4th. Now let's let's look at uh, there's something we just talked about that actually I uh, I, I want to dive in a little bit deeper on in terms of my thoughts at least. And when I read that story about the one woman in an interview talking about how her husband's belief in QAnon had driven a wedge into their marriage and family and about how he was so strong into it and about how she was hoping that now since, you know, all the last four years of beliefs had kind of peaked in this big moment and then suddenly everything was just ripped away. She'd hoped that that would allow him to kind of come back to reality and, you know, back to normal life and accept what the world was is absolutely insane to me that people will reach that point with this belief where you're willing to sacrifice so much just to not have to admit you were wrong is wild, crazy. Anyways, so the belief that supports this is so far out of left field that it sounds straight out of a Twilight Zone or Black Mirror. And I say that supports this, the, the, the this that I'm referring to is the, was the belief that on March 4th, which is long since passed, especially by the time this episode comes out, uh, that Trump would somehow yank Biden out of office and take office back and, you know, get a second term is fucking crazy. It's, <laughs> it's, it feels so last effort and last ditch Hail Mary attempt at just rationalizing what you want to believe in that it's so painfully, obviously bullshit, but it boils down to an idea that the country we exist in the USA essentially became a business or corporation in 1871, which is completely insane, but it stems from a libertarian party's beliefs that things like, you know, laws and taxation and even, you know, currency of a country uh, all restrict personal freedoms, despite the fact that, you know, these things like laws and currency and taxation and finding ways to coexist as a people to progress ourselves forward are all hallmarks of civilization and society. But, you know, whatever you need to believe in, you know, to, you know, 
justify your batshit out there beliefs is, you know, whatever you need to do, I'm not, I clearly, you know, we, we can't convince you otherwise, you know. Uh, so, we're, so they believe all these things like laws, taxation, and currency were restrictions to personal rights and freedoms. And this kind of new theory allows believers to claim every law and president since and after this little act was signed. And there is an act that was signed in 1871 that leads them to believe that our country is now a corporation. But now they're saying that every president, law, anything like that, since that act was passed, is completely illegitimate and doesn't matter because the country hasn't had a president. We've had, I don't know, CEOs, I guess. I don't know what the fuck you would call that in, then that we democratically vote into office. And another thing on this that is also very contradictory is then why does this make anything Trump did valid? Because they're going to push anything Trump was doing in office or did in office as completely valid and should matter to the future of our country. But if we're going to follow this belief that our country hasn't been a country since 1871, it's been a private corporate or corporate business or whatever, then that means nothing Trump did fucking mattered either. So, you know, just small things like that, obviously, are contradictions to whatever QAnon wants to preach and shout and, you know, to keep going in their absolute asylum beliefs. So what was it that was passed that was supposed to be what turned our country into a <clears throat> private corporate business? Uh, was the passing of the District Columbia, or sorry, District of Columbia Organic Act? Uh, this essentially turned the District of Columbia into an organization, uh, but all that did was essentially give them functionally, sorry, <clears throat> all it did was functionally give them local government. And the reason March Fourth matters, when I first heard March Fourth, I was like, man, that's so. That's so random of a date. Why the hell would March 4th be what you picked? Um, it matters because before the 20th Amendment, that was the date that uh, presidents were sworn into office was March 4th. So I guess they thought somehow that, you know, they, they were willing to do that research, but, you know, not other research that would have shown what District of Columbia Organic Act actually did in the sense that it doesn't actually turn our country into an organization, but instead kind of functionally gave District of Columbia that status as an organization and allowed them to have local government. Fuck, batshit crazy. Like I said, it's so glue-sniffing, tinfoil hat-wearing, you know, government's out to get me, I can't close my eyes in the shower when I wash my hair because the cameras will watch me type shit. It's fucking crazy. So... We go back to looking at what people were believing at this time in terms of believing in QAnon. And again, with their, you know, twisting, surviving, adapting to never have to say die or admit that they're been or that they're part of a mass lie and manipulation. Uh, there were people that were saying that this whole March 4th idea and date was being pushed forth 
by the deep state. That's what they refer to as this, you know, this cabal that exists in our media to thwart Trump and the American people. Uh, they call it the deep state. They believe they wanted to kind of, before any of this happened, there were a couple major QAnon influencers. And I can't believe they use that term, QAnon influencers. Like some, there's some fucking Instagram model with 2.3 you know million followers. You know, they're, they're influencers. No, they're just crazy people who shout louder than the rest. Come on. But they were essentially throwing out this idea that this March 4th date could be a... Uh, a red herring or, you know, by the, by the deep state to, to trick them for whatever ends, I guess that I guess the deep state would want to trick them, uh, that I couldn't find any explanation as to why they believed the deep state would want to trick them on March 4th, I guess, but it was only a small, you know, belief that on March 4th, it was a red flag. Um, we did have more military personnel and stuff like that at the Capitol on the 4th in preparation for some sort of attack, which is so sad to me that we as a country have to fear our own people hurting what we've worked so hard to build for so long. And I get that when we first started, you know, it was our own people uh, fighting some sort of system, but that was a system that was literally killing and abusing uh, its people. Not that our system doesn't, you know, kill its own people, but that's an entirely different issue that ties into, you know, beliefs of Black Lives Matter, and not that I, you know, don't support that, but I also don't want to, you know, I, I do support uh, BLM, Black Lives Matter, and all that. I do think there's issues in our system, but it's very different than the system that we raised up against and fought in the 1800s, or, you know, late 1700s when the revolutionary stuff was happening. It's a lot different than what we're looking at, what QAnon is doing now. Anyways, uh, so after March 4th, when nothing fucking happened, because of course it didn't, because um, Trump has no fucking plan. Um, Trump has no way to come back. He had lawyer after lawyer after lawyer after lawyer tell him that there was no saving his campaign and nothing was going to change. Um, so... Obviously, nothing happens on March 4th. However, after that, now, again, you know, they're mutating the beliefs, they're adapting the beliefs, they're reshaping the beliefs, and throwing out new dates for Trump's return. Um, I'm not going to talk about those ones there, because, again, they're really small splinter groups that believe this date makes more sense than this date, while the other side believes that a completely different date makes more sense than the other two. It's absolutely insane, and it's a lot of splinter trees to dig into that... I didn't want to do. So essentially what it all boils down to is that they're throwing out these dates and desperately grasping for some sort of hope and idea for when Trump could return. And again, these people are just re-upping in this conspiracy theory and committing more time and their lives. And the more they do this, the more they're going to, you know, when something goes wrong, they're going to re-up again even more because... They don't want to have to admit that they've been lied to and were being tricked and manipulated and played. They're just, you know, desperate grabs for anything to save their hopes. Recently, now, uh, we got the vaccine for COVID, and this has also not gone unattacked by QAnon believers, which makes perfect sense because... uh, COVID denial, mask denial, vaccine denial, all that... Uh, 
has been a huge staple part of QAnon recently that the COVID-19 virus was made up by the cabal and formulated by the cabal to impede uh, Donald Trump's, you know, election and re-election. And this is another one that makes no sense to me, was that if some secretive cabal was trying to influence that, that exists, a cabal that exists within the U.S. was trying to influence something of the U.S., why the hell did the other countries also get attacked with it? You know, there have been viruses that have been confined to countries before. I mean, look at Ebola, you know. Ebola didn't really leave Africa. There was no reason to believe that if they were going to make COVID to do this, you know, manipulate the uh, election and all that, there was no reason for it to go in other countries or start in China for that matter. But they're believing now and moving on to focusing uh, that the COVID vaccine is now it's not to fight the virus, but is instead to, you know, put chips in our bodies so they can track us and the vaccine is meant to act as population control you know killing off who the left doesn't want alive and manipulating and altering our species on a genetic level and i you know another problem i had when i was looking this up and looking into these beliefs trump tried to take credit for the vaccine and uh you know so many of his far right way out there constituents, you know, praise him. Look, he, he did all this work to get us the vaccine, but you're also saying that the vaccine's meant to kill us and make us subservient and change us on a genetic level. So do you want to believe that Trump saved us by giving us the vaccine or that the vaccine's evil? Because if you want to believe both, then that means you've got to think Trump's evil. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. But again, this whole QAnon conspiracy, all any type of conspiracy belief, uh, you have to be able to just put on blinders to things that contradict themselves. Um, so that makes no fucking sense to me. So at the end of the day, what the hell does this all mean in terms of beliefs of QAnon and how QAnon is growing, has grown and is affecting us as a population in a country? Uh, probably essentially means that for a long time, we won't see the end of it or its believers because so far, no matter what's been thrown in their face that disproves their crazy, whack-ass conspiracy theory, uh, they just repurpose and rebuild their beliefs to justify new theories. And it, all that allows them to do is uh, not have to embrace the fact that their beliefs over the last four years were lies and tricks to play them and use them and manipulate them for whoever was spreading the lies. <clears throat> Trump. Uh into being useful to them. And that's my opinion on that, at least. Uh, it also points to and indicates and accentuates that great public divide that people want to say that we have in the country, which I don't think that we do. I think that the only reason the divide looks as big as it does between the two parties is because certain people that hold certain beliefs shout louder than others who hold other certain beliefs. You know, we're looking at two sides of an extreme belief that, you know, extreme beliefs that the only reason they look like they're the majority is just because they scream louder than the rest of us. There is still millions upon millions in America who exist in a middle ground, able to compromise and not scream their beliefs from the top of the rooftops that 
run the country and make so many and decisions or are part of influencing so many decisions. So don't ever forget that. But I think that, you know, conspiracies like QAnon really just, I think beyond the way that they paranoid or make their believers of the conspiracy paranoid, I think they make people who don't believe the conspiracy paranoid. Because we get worried that this great divide is happening and it's gonna, that it's going to cause so much conflict in our country when really it's not the case, you know. We're so far from honestly having an actual Civil War II type situation that things like QAnon, while there's something that are an issue, it's not a great huge threat. Uh, I do find all of this frustrating as hell simply because I made it out of the third grade. I have critical thinking skills. I like to think most people out there have critical thinking skills, although driving literally anywhere on public roads will quickly make me go back on that belief in that uh, all humans should be terminated. Uh, I Thank you all for listening today. Honestly, this is going to be uh, our first episode. Uh, this was supposed to come out last week, but I uh, had some stuff come up. Uh, I will have another episode out next week, uh, hopefully on something a little more fun and lighthearted, you know, the description of, you know, Strange World, this podcast that I'm trying to get up off the ground, and on its feet was supposed to be something that looks at strange incidents in, you know, throughout history and in our world, or strange situations, in, you know, a humorous and lighthearted and funny way, you know, it was supposed to be something that was fun and that had jokes and all that, and that, you know, it would just be an interesting and humorous opportunity to go through our world and learn just about the strange aspects of it, because our world really is, it's quite strange, and it's weird to think that, you know, we exist in the same world so long ago that giant, you know, feathered bird lizards were walking around on, and now we have iPad kids. Anyways, so... That's what the show is supposed to be. Uh, I hope we get there at some point. Sorry if the first episode felt very serious or overly political. This was just something that I thought was so strange. You know, a conspiracy that was able to exist in modern times when we have so much, you know, ability to fact check at our own fingertips in our pockets or at home or literally anywhere at any given time that was able to grow to this point and exist and you honestly thrive so well. But it is what it is, and uh, you know uh, I'm trying to figure out our topic for next week. Um, I am going to launch, I think, uh, an Instagram for the podcast, and uh, probably maybe start doing things about it or announcements about the podcast, like topics, uh, episode release times, stuff like that onto that Instagram. Um, this episode should be up here in a couple days after I record this. I'm recording this on March 14th. Uh, it's got to be approved by Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the big sources before it can go up. And then uh, if I can get one episode up, I will be doing more definitely. So again, I thank you for listening and diving into this weird and bizarre piece of our strange world. And I will see you homo sapiens next week.